Amen. Once again, happy Sabbath. We can't thank God enough for everything that he is and for everything that he does for us. We have been blessed beyond measure because if we know who he is in the midst of this turmoil called life, we have been blessed because there's nothing around us that helps us to see Jesus. Even in the churches, we don't see Jesus. Even in our environment that we live in, we don't see him because there's nothing built there. And if we are actually able to commune with our God, it's a miracle. And so we want to give thanks to God for that. Amen. We want to understand something this morning that this is an old statement was, this old world is waxing old like a garment. And we can either have two, uh, we can have one way or the other way how we react to that. We can be happy and say, man, this thing is almost over. Or we can be afraid because we're not where we should be. And guess who controls that reaction? We do. Amen? Amen. So this morning, we're going to choose to say, thank God, it's almost over. Amen? Years ago, when we heard that, we didn't know it was going to be as difficult as it is. We didn't know that our minds would be turned away from the truth like they're turned away from the truth now. We didn't know the environment would be such of a devilish nature that it would be very difficult to even hold on to a thus say of the Lord. But we know one thing, if God said do it, guess what? He gives us the ability to do it. And we thank God for it. We have seen people come, we've seen people go, we've seen people curse, we've seen people bless. We've seen these things happen and we are still here. And if you knew what was going on behind the scenes, you would know how great a miracle that is. But as we see the chairs this morning, our heart is heavy because we don't have a lot of time. And as long as we play with this thing called God, the worst we're going to be because we're not going to be able to call on him any longer and he'll be able to hear. Because that scripture says, call on him while he is what? Near. Well, he is not going to be near very long. The Lord has other plans. And so we ask that you all would turn the book of Mark chapter 1. Because this is what God is looking for. He's always looked for this. See, before the first coming of Christ on earth, uh, before he was born uh, to Mary, then, then there was a message that went out. And because Christ is now coming again, this message is still relevant and it's still very, very, very important for us to preach. And it's in Mark chapter 1. This is a message that John the Baptist preached. Mark chapter 1 and verse 2. Mark chapter 1 and verse 2. And it says, As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before the, thy face, which shall prepare the way before thee. And verse 3 says, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and do what? Make his path straight. Now, what did he mean by that? We are not to straighten out God's path, are we? God's paths are straight. Amen? But he wanted people to understand what the straight path was. Because there had been so many years of the crooked path under the name of the church. 
and how things had been changed and manipulated based upon a man's desire or a combination of man's desire. So he sent John to say, hey, get my people back on track. Let them know this is the word of God. And that was what he did when? Before the first coming of Christ. What do you think he's doing now? Before the second coming of Christ. It's the same message. And you have been asked to preach this message. We have been asked to live this message. But how do we do that without a connection with God, without a serious connection with God? And so we in this day have to understand that this connection that we have must grow stronger. I remember when he, he, said, he told us to do this, he told us to go ahead and start this thing, and he would be with us. He said, look, I didn't ask you to teach about head covering. He said, when I called you out from where you were, I didn't ask you to teach about uh, 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 how long a dress ought to be. He said, I didn't tell you to, to get on to people about uh, uh, the many things that you have been brought up to believe. He said, I want you to do this one thing for me. And let's go to Malachi chapter 4. He said, I need you to teach this one thing because this is the foundation of all of it. And so that's why people sometimes, Sister Marie, they come in and they, they get upset because we don't, we not, we're not so hard and, and, and stringent on certain aspects of belief. Because he didn't ask me to be that way. We got enough people that way. And I'm not saying they're wrong either. That's their calling. That's what God asked them to do. But God says, I didn't call you to that. I called you for this. All right. He said, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers. What? Least I come and smite the earth with a curse. He said, I need you to fix that. I need you to point out that straight path about family, about how do you really relate one to another, and how you relate to me. That's your job. I said, Okay, Lord. Because I didn't want... God to come and smite the earth with a curse. But I'm here to tell you this morning, the earth says the curse has already begun. And the question this morning is, how will you stand? The curse has already started. Some of us are victims of a curse. But what is about to be dropped upon humanity is beyond most of our comprehension. It was written in the prophecies. We have prayed and hoped that God would give us more time. We have been up through the ups and downs of preparation for it. We have used our own minds to figure out how we were going to avoid persecution and how, what positions we were going to be and what, well, how, what the method of, of drinking water and eating and, and all those things. We've been through all of those things. But we did not prepare our heart. For in these days, we're going to need a heart that's totally given over to our God. And so when he told us to preach the Elijah message as it related to the straight path of family, this is where we are now. We are a bunch of family members. And this is the only thing we're going to understand because when you don't understand how to relate in the family, you don't know how to relate to the heavenly family. You don't know how to respect the father Below, how are you going to understand the Father above? These were the critical elements that were missing in church. See, we had a whole lot of prophecy. We had a whole lot of dress reform. 
We had a whole lot of health reform, but we didn't have any home reforms. We didn't learn how to treat one another in our homes. We didn't learn how to be men. We didn't learn how to be wives and, and husbands. And we needed to get back to that because that was the foundation of the church and that's the foundation of the community. But now we are in trouble because ready or not, here it comes. Now go to Revelation chapter 13. The curse is here. And those that are involved in this curse are pushing forward with great strength. But Revelation 13, let's start at verse 3. Revelation 13, we're going to begin at verse 3 because this is where we are now. Like it or not, ready or not, this is where we are. He said in verse 3 of 13 of Revelation, And I saw one of his heads as if it were wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? The whole importance of this particular, these verses is, they worshipped the dragon. Who is the dragon? We find that in Revelations 12, 9. All the world worship Satan. Let that sink in just a moment. All the world. Where do you live? The All the world worships Satan. That's when you go over into the the religious area, when you go into the political area, area, era, era, when you go into the, what's the other one? Education era, area. When everywhere you turn, everyone is worshiping Satan. They will not tell you his name is Satan, but the dragon is Satan. And the Bible says all the world Worship the beast. All the world worshiped the dragon. Now stay in Revelation and go to 12. And this is what's happening to all of us. This was the plan from the, uh, uh, day one, how he was going to get the whole world, even you, to worship him. Because all the world, all of the environment, everything that's being done, everything that's being orchestrated by those that are not with Jesus is for this purpose, that you may be part of the one world worship of Satan. Revelation chapter 12. Let's read this verse 15. Here's the plan here. And the serpent, who was who? The devil, the devil cast out of his mouth water. What is water? People, People, nations, and tongue, as a flood after the woman, that he might cause her to be carried away. How? I'm going to flood your environment so much with, with the worship of Satan, you're going to be carried away in it. Has it worked? A hundred years ago, you could not get away with things you can get away with in the churches now. There's no 50 years ago. I, I dare say 40. We have those people in their 30s. I think they will testify. There's some things 30 years ago. 
You could, there's no way in the world that would happen. You're not bringing that in this church. But the flood came. The flood of ungodly men came. And they came and decided to make an environment that was just close enough to what you thought Christianity was, that you went along with it and you were carried away, and I was carried away, and as a people we were carried away with the flood. Do you see why all the world worships the dragon? There's nobody there to stand anymore. There's not many people who know what right is now. And what's about to be dropped on this nation and this world, you're going to be quite amazed that everybody's going to go with it because there's going to be this thing called compromise. Can we all just get along? Can we all find the base elements of unity and love and, and cause this one world religion to come on in? See, we thought, unfortunately, that it was about one world government. Back in 1989, we all got excited and upset when George Bush said a new world order. First time we ever heard that statement on national television. Oh, and the people lost their minds. Those who remembered what that was going to be. And they put all their focus on fighting the government and keeping the governments from coming together as if you can hold up Babylon when Jesus said Babylon is falling. And then we, uh, back in, in 87, when the first stock market crashed, and, and then back in the, 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 the 20, uh, what was that, 2008, when it crashed again, and we said, oh, no, here comes what? The one world economic system. We started looking at, at different types of currency, and then they start coming out with these Amero things, and then they start coming out with the Bitcoin, and they start coming out with, oh, and we all got excited, and, and, and we said, oh, Lord, it's, it's happening. As I was sharing with Brother Harold, that uh, it reminded me of, Muhammad Ali. Anybody remember him? Mm -hmm. He was the, he was, I would say he was, well, he's the best I've ever seen, at, especially at his weight. He was a heavyweight. <laughs> they could hit you like a middleweight. He could tap you so fast you didn't know what happened. He'd hit you with a jab and cut your eye open. But what he would do, sometimes in a fight, he would just tap you. Not hard. Just every three seconds, tap you on top of your head. And you've trained because you know that Ali was going to knock you out with his right hand. So all your training was to keep your left hand up like this. But you got tired of getting tapped in the head. And what he did, he wanted to distract you. He wanted you to forget your plan. So he just, da -da 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 -da, you know, dance around, da -da -da -da, talk to you, talk real bad about your folks, and you know, just make you mad. <laughs> and, and, and then all of a sudden, you, you changed your focus. Somewhere in the fight, you said, man, I am tired of getting hit in the head, and you dropped your left hand. And it didn't take that long, because he was always ready with that right-hand cock. You dropped that hand, and next thing you know, you were looking at the lights. Well, that's what happened to us. They kept throwing these distractions out. They kept telling us this. They kept putting this in front of us. They kept making us chase this. This you know, this uh, uh, portion of the demon. They, they did all these things until we dropped our hand and forgot it's all about worship. It was the one world church all the time. That's the only reason you have one world government, so you can manage the one world church. The only reason you have one world economic system is so that all the money can come through the church. It's always been that. It has not changed since Matthew chapter 4. 
when the devil said, I'll give you all these things if you bow down and worship me. Guess what, people? It's here now. Aren't you excited? <laughs> See, we saw the one world, you know, governments come through. We're seeing the one world economic system. They got a few more things to do, and they're going to do that this year. You know, now look, I'm not, and I'm, you know me, I'm not going to put dates on anything. If God doesn't come down and tell me this date is it, I'm not doing that. But the season is nigh. Is that good for you? And, 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 and I'm not talking about blood moons, red moons, orange moons. I ain't talking about any of that. I'm talking about the season that God says this thing is going to happen is here. And so when, when, you, when you see something, when you see a, 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 a world church leader go around talking about peace and love, man, we got to understand this thing. Man, we got to drop all the things we, un, we used to know. We're just going to let them go. And everybody's excited about it. They say, oh, man, he's a great one. He's going to bring us together. Do you know that he is not saying things as a suggestion? His, his trip is about, you're going to do this. It's not a request that, he, request that he has. He's saying, this is what you're going to do, Mr. Muslim. This is what you're going to do, Mr. Jew. This is what you're going to do, Mr. Christian, Mr. Protestant. This is what's about to happen, so get in line. You figure out how you're going to get that, but this is the end result. But everybody said, man, that's a great dude. He's bringing it all together. Let me show you what great dude is. Go to the book of Matthew. See, he cast out this flood, he, he, the flood of compromise, this flood of mean men, this flood of evil people that caused you to forget what the fight was all about in the first place. And so we got caught up in the distraction of living, of trying to survive, of trying to understand, to try to obtain the things that he put in front of us, to try to, 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 to just get along and have a, have a religion that makes us feel good all the time. And, a, a, a religion and a church that would help us just to enjoy who we are. Embrace yourself. God has made you. Oh, y'all hadn't been to other churches in a while, have you? <laughs> it's exciting. They have a lot of things going on. It would be very entertaining if you didn't know the truth. Because you know the truth, it would make you shake for fear. Because you would see 5,000 stand and praise a false god. I told young Juan and Lawrence, make sure the car was running because this, you don't know. They're listening too. But we got to tell the truth, don't we? Amen. Let's go to Matthew chapter 7. We got to tell the truth. And this is the job God has given us all. And he, he tried to explain this to, 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 the, to his disciples in Matthew chapter 7. He said, this is the message that has to be preached. This is what you all have to do. And this is the reality that you're going to have to do it in. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13, he tells us to what? Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in what? He said, that flood is that wide road. Because that's what a flood does. It makes a wide road. And it says, he said, many of them going down there, but they're going uh, 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 to destruction. 
He said, but I can't have my people get caught up in this flood. You need to enter in at the straight gate. And verse 14 says, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth into life and few there be, be that find it. He said, you're not going to find it in the broad way. You're not going to find it in the midst of the flood. He said in 15, beware of what? The false prophets who are leading these people down the broad way. He said, beware of the false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing. No prophet has come to you scaring you to death, has he? It's been a love message. Love, man, come on. Forget that doctrine stuff. We just come together in love. Because that's the common, common ground for all humanity. Even the Buddhists will teach you that. Love and unity is what we need. Is love and unity what we need? Yes. yes. Sheep's clothes. He didn't tell you a lie. He just didn't tell you he was lying to you. But inwardly they are what? Ravening wolves. He said, you shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? They say, oh, man, what they're trying to do is to get you in this broad way to get you uh, by the dragon to get you led away with the flood so you won't even know what the straight gate is. And let me tell you something. This straight gate is going to get you into some uh, situation that we can call persecution. I think they call you uh, Christofascist now. Those people who say, thus saith the Lord. They got a name for you already. They already got a category. They already got a jail cell waiting on you. They got a whole, uh, all of this thing. They have, they said, look, we have been studying this for years. And there's only a handful now. Back in the day, there were many. They said, man, we got all these people who really believe in the Bible. We got to do something about that because we can't, persuade them to go to the flood if we have this Bible and this concept of Jesus. So they said, look, man, we're not going to change the name of Jesus. We're just going to change your definition of him. We're not going to change the, the, the fact that you have a Bible. We're just going to tell you, uh, let's fix that Bible just a little bit to give you something else. Matter of fact, most people carry around their Bible and they don't even open it. You know, if Satan is, uh, I had this quote from this book. It says, for Satan to rule earth autocratically, he must not only consolidate governments and currencies, but belief systems. And he said, one world religion as a cornerstone of the Illuminati plan. This is a book that was uh, read, uh, written a while back. And this was a strategy that, that they, were, they, were, they had mapped out. He says, his long-term strategy is, Splinter a religion into sex on the divide and conquer principle. Did he do that? Yes. Assault the religion's foundation, creating doubts among believers. Did he do that? Yes. Finally, herd the remnants together with other religions and call it what? Ecumen ecumen ecumenical. Yeah. Ecumenical. Yeah. Did he do that? Y'all do know that this one big world religion is a mess? Mm -hmm. And it's not what you think it is between the charismatics and the Catholics, which are supposed to be the two extremes.
They are one because all of them are, their loyalty is to another brotherhood. It's not to the church. They have a secret brotherhood that they're loyal to. That's why they can cross the religious lines and business lines. It's like being a, 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 a what's that thing, a Skull and Bones member. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, to be one of those, those guys, uh, the secret societies are what they're loyal to. What you see on television is just the front just for you. See, back, remember when uh, Bush and Kerry ran against each other? And it was so funny, because both of them, they, they, they were so slick. See, y'all thought George Bush was stupid. He wasn't stupid. That was his role. Now, but what was funny about it is they said, well, this seems kind of strange, man. You, 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 know, you guys belong to the same secret society. And it's both of them said, this is in two separate entities. Well, it's so secret, we can't talk about it. And they start smiling. And you know what the, the uh, interviewer did? Stop asking that question. They looked at him and said, son, you know, come on, we put you where you are. You got this interview because you understand. And that was the end of that conversation. See, and the American people, what did they do? They went out and voted because they really thought they had a choice. They did. And then, because some people caught on, they elected the current president. Why? Because people thought they had a choice. <laughs> see, it's bigger than what you see on television. Because why it is this way? They have gone ahead and taken everybody and lumped them into this one thing, and it's all for one purpose, is to have this one world worship. Are we okay with that so far? Amen. Go back to Revelation there. And here is what we're fighting. Those who want to go through the straight gate. Those who want to say, thus saith the Lord. Those who are actually going to stand no matter what and say, no, but it is written. Anybody in here want to do that? It is written. There used to be a mantra that said, the Bible and the Bible only. That's what started the Protestant movement. Guess what happened? We stopped protesting because the flood came. And we had different groups of people who kept their protest. And it went, you know, it, used to, it was like this, big protest people. Then it started doing this. And then, then it started doing this, this couple of groups. And now all the groups have stopped their protest. It's hard to swim upstream when the flood comes. It's difficult. Because you look around and all the world has done what? Wandered after the beast. That dragon has gotten this flood going and we are in that stream. And you know what? It seems easy. Anybody been in a, in a, in a, in a boat, rapids? Or, I mean, not real rapids because y'all don't look like rapid people. But, <laughs> but uh, uh, get in a boat and, you, and you're going down the, the, down the creek, down the little stream. It's easy to be in the boat going with the current. But guess what happens? There's a waterfall at the end of this, this trip. But you don't see it because you, you, know, you were trained, man, I got to go upstream. I know I got to go upstream. I know upstream is where I got to go. But you get tired and you just get in the boat. You say, oh, this ain't too bad. You know, I can still be a Christian and go down this stream. I'm all right in this boat. Forgetting that at the end of that stream is a waterfall. <clears throat> Do we have the strength to swim upstream is the question. Do we have the will to do it? Do we want to do it? You think it's worth it to save your children, to save your family, to save your soul?
in Revelation chapter 13. This is what we're fighting against. Let's start at verse 6. Revelation 13, verse 6. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. So you see what we're fighting. Does this sound like a government? No. Does it sound like the World Bank? This is coming directly at a thus say of the Lord. And this is how you're going to recognize it. Anytime they go against a thus say of the Lord, you know who that is. So when the governments go against a thus say of the Lord, you know it's higher than the government. Right? When, when the economic system is set up to make sure that there always be permanent underclasses and poor people and only a few rich people will be able to enjoy the riches and, 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 and happiness that this life can give, you know that is from a higher authority than the bank. Amen? So when the bank comes down on you and raises your interest rate on your house, when the, when, when the bank comes and says, yeah, we'll give you a car, but your interest rate is 21%, uh, then you know what the deal is. It's higher than the car dealership. It's all about this one plan that the dragon is giving. And in verse 7, it was given unto him to make war with who? The saints. Who are you? I know y'all don't want to say that because y'all know y'all ain't no good. I understand that. But because you believe in God, you believe in Christ Jesus, he said, through me you can be this. And this is what I call you, so go ahead and call yourself that. Amen. He said, is he going to make war with the saints? But this is what we don't want to understand. And to overcome them. He's done a good job overcoming, hasn't he? But God says we're going to be the overcomers. And he said, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So is this a, a United States issue? No. It's a world issue. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written where? in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. So what is our focus should be? Is to be what? Our, our, line, our, our names written in the book. And then he, he dropped this off. He said, if any man have an ear, let him hear. Are we hearing this morning? Do we understand what we're dealing with this morning? A worldwide movement that surrounds everything that you do. And if your name is not written in the Lamb's Book of Life, what is going to happen? We're going to go down with the flood. Now, what aspects in our lives are involved in this? All. 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 What you eat is involved in this. What you drink, where you live, where you work is involved with this. Everything, you are surrounded with Satan all day long. And guess what happened? The church got swept away. How come you can go to some churches, you can drive by some churches on Wednesday nights, and they got 900 people on a Wednesday night Bible study? How come you can go by some churches, and they have, hey, one church, many locations. They got so many people, they can't put them in their 5,000 seat arenas. I'm not, I'm very good. They have done what they needed to do. But why? Follow what they're doing. Listen to what they're teaching. Is it of God or is it of the dragon? Because if everybody's in the dragon boat, don't you think everybody wants to hear the dragon music? 
and the dragon message. So we got to get out of this boat. Second John. We okay? Why are we so quiet this morning? You are in a place where the truth is being taught and we're quiet. That's just where you know, man, it's hard. Yes! I didn't read anywhere in here that said it was going to be easy. God is not with the weak. He said, help the weak. Don't stay the weak. Where are we going? John? Second John? Maybe I'm ready to fight. Because we see it. And we know the victory. And we know it's going to be interesting. And we see what's happening. And we know that the plans that they have. But I am a, 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 a child of the 60s and 70s. And I saw the plan of the 70s. In 1976, they, they wanted to drop this. But somebody higher than them said no. I wonder who that was. It's the same God that's living in you right now. But he's about to let the four winds go now. And what are you going to do? Are you ready? No, I'm not telling you. Don't sit there and worry about it. <coughs> I don't know how to plant. I don't have no land in the country. I'm not talking about that ready. Y'all, we're so far away from that ready. It don't make any sense. Somebody dropped. Even if you, somebody came and gave you this big bucket of seeds, everything that you would ever need to eat. You, know, you had your red clover, you had your tomato plants, you had your, your Swiss chard, you had, you had all the nutrients, all these things, you had all of them. I said, here, man, here's a bucket. Here, here's three acres. What we say used to, you'll plant a bean with a post hole digger. You're not. So that's not the ready we're talking about. See, even if you had that knowledge, you're not ready. Because the readiness we're talking about is a spiritual readiness that must be gotten today. A total submission to the voice of the living God. That's the submission. That's the readiness that we got to get to because he is the only one from where we are now to where he's trying to get us. He's the only one that can get us there. See, what's going on in this nation is, is that it tried to eat its, have its cake and eat it too. You know, it, it tried to, to, to claim itself as not a Christian nation. It never said it was. I don't know why people keep telling y'all that. It never said it was. It just said that, that there's some principles we need to follow. And because of the following of the principles, there was something called grace. They were covered by grace. But then they said, we want to do what we want to do, though. But we still want the grace. Guess what happens? You can't do that, can you? You keep doing anti-Christ stuff you can't ask for the grace of Christ. And oh, they're about to drop something in a couple of weeks that's going to seal up the song. They've already put the nails in the coffin, but there's one more nail that has to be put there. We'll get to that. But we have to understand that we as a people must stand for the truth. In the second John chapter 1, he said, look, verse 8, I'm sorry, second John chapter 1, verse 8, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have what? Wrought. But that we receive a full reward. The things that you have heard, hold on to them. Don't lose now. Don't back up now. Man, you all have been through some things because you didn't want to do it the way the world did it. 
and you said, I'm going to try to do what God says do. Hold on and get this reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. Is that a hard statement? Who said it? God said it. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. And this is where we need to be abiding, right? And he said, if they come, if there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. He said, man, don't tell him it's all right. Don't go along with it because his God is not with him. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is a partaker of his evil deeds. You've joined yourself to a harlot and you tell her it's okay. You have joined, we have joined ourselves by the practice of our belief system. Remember, they're trying to bring all the belief systems together. If we join it, then we just say it's okay. Godspeed. Deceive everybody, it doesn't matter. Yeah, we got some basic things we can agree on, you know, like love. If I hear that one more time, we're going to show some love to somebody. Unity. Love everybody. God loves everybody. They use statements that are true. God does love everybody. But God doesn't love everything everybody's doing. Amen. And just because God loves everybody doesn't mean he's attaching and saying God speed to your actions. He said, I can't go with that. I'm never going to go with that. I never have gone with that. And in this last day, I'm going to have a people who will not go with it either. John chapter 8. See, they got some governmental laws now that is about to suspend a thus say of the Lord. What are you going to do? See, they're, going, they, they, they're passing these legislative things all over the world. See, because we are, we are addicted to American uh, United States media, that's all we look at. The most controlled media on the planet is the United States media. For a long time now, not just like yesterday. We have no concept of the rest of the world. The only, only understanding we have of the rest of the world is through American media. That's so sad. The world is a big place, and the world has got some nice places to be. Nice people out there, too. Godly people. But no, all we hear about is the bombs in Paris, the massacres of those, was it 2,000 people? We hear about that. And because Amer and, they, and they tell you how they want you to feel. They just tell you, okay, come from this angle because we want to make sure that people don't have any sympathy for this and they want to make sure that everybody blames this. You know who was a master of that? Hitler. Hitler was a master at public relations. He could, his whole thing was, get them to hate this group right here. Somebody, you know, the, the, the Celtics lose to, to the New York Nets. Well, it's the, it's the Muslims' fault. <laughs> and they would, they would slant it that direction. You know, well, you know, if it wasn't, you know, if they were, weren't at the Muslims' rally last night, they might have won. Now, what did that have to do with anything? <laughs> but everybody's just going down that flood. No one is standing up and say, hold on now, thus saith the Lord. We're John 8. He makes this statement that we need to really take heart to. Verse 31. See, because they're about to say, counsel thus saith the Lord. 
In verse 31 of 8 of John says, Then said Jesus to these, those Jews which believed on him, If ye what? Continue. Continue in my word. Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall what? Make, Make you free. This is the only thing that's going to help us today, and it's going to help us the rest of this time, is the truth. And if we don't stand for the truth, we will not be free. We're going to be in the flood, and we're going to go off the cliff to eternal death. He said, make, the truth will make you free. And make sure you don't say set you free. There's a difference between setting something and making something. Making is a process. God says I'm, that truth is going to make you free. See, we have the, the new, new age religion, Christian religion. We, we've been saved and now we're here. There's nothing else to do. We are saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. All my sins are forgiven, even the ones I'm committing Tuesday that I know I'm going to commit. And my pastor said so. I'm going to visit him after his wife goes to class. You really believe that ain't happening? Y'all spoiled because it don't happen here. It happens all over the place. So we have to understand that, he said, if you follow, continue in my word. Now, if any entity comes and says, do not believe the word of God, who is that entity but the dragon? And the whole world worshiped him. Mercy. We're going to go to Acts, because this, this is what's going to happen to you this month. Maybe not this month. We pray God gives us all some grace. Because who is ready to stand before kings? That's out of Nelson. <laughs> who else is ready to stand and say, I give all to my God? See, that's the first stand we have to make. Father, I give all to you. It's yours. I submit my will to you. Because you can't stand in front of kings until you do that because the king's got some pressure you have never felt before. Pressure that only the evil people can come up with. Y'all thought the water torture was rough. That's child's play. They got pressure that they can put on you to say, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. But we're going to ask God to help us to submit to him because we, what did he say? The truth shall make you free. And I read somewhere, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus in me can handle the pressure. Amen. Did they put some pressure on Jesus? Did, did, did Satan put some pressure on him? And what happened? That third day he said, hey man, it's over. When they had him hanging on the, on the cross, that was pressure. He said, Father, forgive them. For they don't know what they do. Boy, he tried everything. Jesus handled the pressure and he said, I and you will handle it. Amen? Amen? Now let's go to Acts 5. This is what's happening. Let's start at verse 27. Acts 5, 27. He said, And when they had brought them, these were two brothers, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them. Oh, hold on. I mean, they didn't sit them in front of the governor. You gonna, you, you, one day you're going to believe this is all religion. 
One day you're going to believe the symbols on your, on your governmental buildings are religious. One way you're going to see that the, the way they hold, that when, they, when they get sworn in, and the, the way they hold their hands, and all, all these things are religious. One day you're going to believe it. Verse 28 says, saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? Don't you think they're going to say the same thing to you? Because you're going to go around talking about, thus saith the Lord. And, and, and he said, and behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine. Man, I, I, I pray we get to that point. I pray we can feel something. We can't even feel this room. Because we have not submitted. He said, but you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Yes, that was their intent. We're going to preach Jesus. Oh, it's going to be fun too. I, can you see it? That you all preaching Jesus and you all saying, thus saith the Lord, and, and all of these people going to be coming at you very upset? What are you doing? You're messing up my, our stuff. What are you doing? I, you, you, you're talking contrary to what we teach. It's going to be fun, isn't it? It is. Because you're going to have Christ in you, and he's going to give you what to say and how to say it. And you don't care anymore about being popular. You don't care anymore about being invited to the parties. You don't care about getting the accolades that you think you ought to have. You're saying, Lord, what's my, what's my position today? And Lord, what is my assignment? They're not going to like you. And then they're going to really like you. You know how that works? First, you're the enemy. Then the enemy, and the enemy finds out that, that doesn't work. Then what's the next move? Hey, come on over here, man. You have a gift. God has given you a gift. We need that gift. Come on over here with us. It's going to be great. You're not, you just preach what you want to preach. Seen it. What do you do? No, that's not my assignment. You can't give me an assignment in Jesus' house. Only he can. Amen? So he said, saying, did not we ask you not to do this? And you fill this whole place, and you're trying to blame us for the death of this Jesus. And verse 29 says, Then Peter and the other apostle answered and said, What? We ought to obey God. You sure you can make that statement? Because when they say it is legal, when they say it is illegal, you can't preach this man's name anymore. And unfortunately, the churches are so involved, they're so strung out on the dope of money, they're strung out on the family life centers that they get money from the government. They're strung out on the daycare centers and the schools that they get big checks from the government. That, and the government sends them a letter and says, you can't teach in this man's name anymore. And because you have hooked up in your 501c3 relationship and you've hooked up in this money situation, you, well, yes, yes, sir. So you ain't seen wrath yet until you decide, oh, God told me not to do that. Well, we just going to quit. You can't quit now. You in, bro. Blood in, blood out. I'm talking about religion now. So are you ready to say that? Are you ready to say we ought to obey God rather than men? So when they ask you about an issue, what does your church believe about same-sex marriages? say, I have, no, I have no opinion. I got a scripture. 
Oh, when, when they said that, uh, that, that murder cut for convenience is legal, don't preach against that. Other words, abortion. Because why else would you get one? Man, you know, I ain't got time for this bad. You know, I, I got my thing. I got to live my way. What does your church say about that? Don't have an opinion. But I got a scripture. Hey, you want to hear a story? It's about Elizabeth and Mary. You want to hear that one? That while Elizabeth was pregnant, was pregnant, and Mary walked into the room, somebody, John the Baptist, that was inside, the unborn baby, responded to the presence of someone. So you tell me that's not life? That's, that's, my, that's the story I have. What about your story? What you got? You know that's all illegal, don't you? Man, y'all quiet this morning. Lord, we got somebody, I know. Verse 30, the, the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree. <laughs> Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be prince and savior, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sin. And we are his witnesses of these things, and so is also who? The Holy Ghost, whom God hath given to them that obey him. Here is your, 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 your salvation. You have the truth in you, and you have the Holy Spirit working for you. That's why you can stand and say, we ought to obey God and not man. Lord, help us. Whom God hath given us to them that do what? Obey. We want... See? You ain't got the Holy Ghost. You don't have God. You don't have the Son or the Father because you're not obeying the truth. We need to obey so we can be in line for the help of the Holy Spirit. You know those go hand in hand, don't you? You can't get the Holy Spirit. I don't care how many times you run them down his aisle if you're not obeying the gospel because it's spirit and truth. Amen? When they heard that, they were cut to the heart and took counsel to do what? To bring him into the church and say, praise the Lord. The Bible says they took counsel to slay him. Why? Because the Bible and the Bible only. It is written, we ought to obey God rather than man. We have trouble with that in our relationships. We have people in our lives that want us to go against the thus saith the Lord. And we can't, we'll compromise with them, let alone. We don't need no uh, a big giant denomination to come at us if mama asks us to do something against Jesus well that's mama right if our wives say we ought to do this, if our husbands say if our children demand us to do something because they want to do it that's against God's written word we go along with it well baby it's alright I guess we'll do it this time Are we speaking truth? Amen. Go to 1 Peter. We need this tonight. We need this. We need the promise. We need to read this promise of God. So we will not be afraid when these things come to pass. When we're faced with these, these obstacles that are going to require us to make a decision. Are we going to worship the beast? Are we going to work his, worship his image? Are we going to worship Satan? Or are we going to say, I'm going to obey God rather than man? We need some hope now. 
because all we see is the enormity. That question they asked in Revelation was, who can make war with this beast? What is the answer to that? Jesus. See, they have gotten so far away from Jesus, they don't think the beast can be defeated. He can be, de be defeated through you. 1 Peter chapter 1. Let's start at verse 5. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5. And look, have some hope today. Can we say amen to hope? Verse 5 says in 1 Peter chapter 1, who are kept by what? Through faith. Uh, oh, thank you. We are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed when? Well, where are we now? So guess what's about to be revealed? Isn't that great? Man. Yes, hallelujah, amen. Okay, wah, wah, wah. That's fine, that's fine, that's all right. Speak what's in your heart. Verse 6, wherein we greatly rejoice, though, though now for a season it need be, ye are in what? Heaviness through manifold temptations, Amen. That the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of who? Jesus Christ. Whom having not, having not seen, ye love. In whom, though now we see him not, yet believing, ye rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. Does that give you hope this morning? He said the power of God is about to be revealed. See, when you know that the enemy is doing what he's doing, you know the power of God is about to be revealed. He said, I'm about to take my grace and my mercy away from this, but I'm always be with mine, those who obey. Those who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus, I'm going to always be with them. I don't care where they are. I don't care what circumstance arises. I don't care what environment they find themselves in. I don't care if they put a gun to their head. I'm going to be with them because I'm going to have a witness on this earth. Do you want to be that witness today? Do you want to tell the flood, I'm getting off the boat? I'm not going down this road. And you can't, don't start at the big things, people. Don't say I'm going to the Vatican and preach a sermon. That's not where you start. You start with your relationship with God. And say, Father, forgive me for I have sinned. Father, I understand I'm not where I need to be. But I do understand and I have faith in God. I have faith in the blood of the Lamb that you're going to get me there. And I'm going to stand in, when it's time to stand. And I'm going to start standing today. I'm going to start standing in my home. I'm going to start standing in every aspect of my life. Every aspect of my life. You know how you serve God? In everything. Everything. Give me something that everybody does. What does everybody do? Breathe. Everybody breathes. Do you know you can serve God in breathing? You know there's a right way to breathe? There's a healthy way to breathe? And it's not that shallow breathing when you're all humped over and uh, breathe. Let's get some oxygen in your head, man, so you can think. Stand up straight. 
What else everybody do? Eat. Everybody eats. Oh, well, well, Lord, that's another three-hour session. Everybody eats. Why don't you eat to the glory of God? Eat to the glory of God. What, 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 if one, Isaiah, if one thing you shouldn't eat, and you learn from this church, what it is? What is it? Doritos. <laughs> you know, one day I'm going we're gonna have somebody from Doritos come in here and try to shoot me. <laughs> but eat to the glory of God. See, this is where you stand against the dragon is in the everyday life. The choices you make every day in your life is, I'm going to stand against the dragon. Don't worry about standing against City Hall quite yet. Don't worry about standing in the government. Uh, don't worry about standing against the religious right or left or li whatever, whatever side coming at you. Why don't you stand in your daily life? And God will hear. And God will fill your heart with his spirit. And he'll fill you with the power necessary to be that overcomer. And when they come to you and say, who can make war with us? Tell him Jesus. Amen. And I'm here representing him. Some of y'all bold enough to do that, aren't you? I'm here as his representative. I'm not here as Jesus. I'm here representing him. And he told me to tell you this. Thus saith the Lord. Y'all ready for that? Oh, man, you think you are. <laughs> but I know that's where you're going. It's going to be wonderful, too. Go home today and say, thus saith the Lord. The first thing you do is look in the mirror and say, thus saith the Lord. Straighten up. Follow his path. Don't look to your wife the first thing you come to. Don't come home breaking through. I heard some at church today. Y'all need to get y'all self together. Go to your home, look in the mirror, get on your knees and say, Father, it's me. Help me. Because you asked me to do this work. What a privilege to walk in the straight way. Isn't it a privilege? Or do we say, well, we're going to look kind of funny. You know, uh, you know we, get we have problems going on trips. We can't eat like, well, we ain't got nothing to eat. Well, I guess we can eat this this time. You can get some Doritos. Why don't you get you some, some, some fries or something, you know, from, with beef, you know, dipped in pork juice and, you know, that kind of thing. This, <laughs> so we understand what God is asking this morning. He asked the question, will we stand? We have to find out what he means by that, and we did. And we have to do it in our daily lives. And God will be glorified if we do that. And God will give us the help that's necessary if we just believe. Amen? Amen. Let's have a word of prayer.